millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. All right, folks. Welcome back to ninoscorner.tv. I am joined with a very special guest, Ali Siadatan, right? Siadatan, is that how you say it? That's it. You got I said it right. All right, good. Uh, you are the, the filmmaker, the documentary maker, uh, producer, director, whatever, of UFOs, Angels, and Gods. It's Think Again Productions, and it's on YouTube. And let me tell you, I watched this uh, last night, and I can watch it again over and over and over because it correlates everything that's – basically, you made a correlation between the Bible and – what's happening in the world today with the UFO phenomenon, angels, demons, everything, it all comes together. It all, it all mixes well, makes complete sense to me, makes complete sense to me. But first, first, Ali, give me a second. I got to knock out a commercial. So health with Nino folks, health, health with Nino. Listen to this study show our mental health changes based on how many or how few wrinkles we have. Anti-aging companies prey on that. But many of their products don't work because they fall to target the root concerns that contribute to the wrinkles. The true way to attack wrinkle concerns is by going underneath the surface of the skin in ways that promote youthfulness. This is why I highly recommend taking multi-collagen. This product, uh, this amazing product helps restore our skin's youthfulness by getting to the root of the problem that causes wrinkles. It works because it's a health supplement, not an anti-aging serum. My skin looks better <laughs> my skin looks better than it has in years thanks to taking it. Uh, if you've been looking for a great way to improve your skin's health and youthfulness, you'll love this the wonderful effects of taking collagen. Get up to 51% today off for the next 24 hours only by going to the link below folks. Hit the link below. All right, Ali, sorry about that. I had to do it. No problem. <laughs> I'm good. I should try. <laughs> all right so let's get into this um your your documentary is at thinkagainproductions.com or people can find it on youtube it's an amazing documentary it um it, it kind of relates everything with the bible and i don't know where you want to start with this how do you want to kick this off i always ask my guests how do you want to kick off this conversation because it, it, there's you're a wealth of information it's a it, and, and it's there's tons to talk about so how do you even want to start this conversation well, I think a good place to start is the UFOs themselves, okay. um, you know, because it's something that people are actually seeing in the world in important people uh, in government and people we trust uh, are talking about it, friends, family. I had a UFO sighting close up, which started the whole thing, actually. That's what really took me into the research. I was shocked. I was like, what? This is for real? And um, so looking into uh, the Bible, someone brought to my attention 
that you know uh, actually in the Bible there seems to be talk about these uh, vehicles. And there's ancient astronaut theorists like uh, Von Donneken, Eric Von Donneken, he wrote The Chariots of the Gods. And, you know, uh, Zachary Sitchin, these guys, this was in the 1990s. And I, these guys believed that, that civilizations had been uh, visited in the past and they talked about it in their writings and in their drawings and all that. And someone brought to my attention that the Bible also had things like this. When I started to look into these passages, I, I realized, wow, the the way the Bible talks about angels is very different than the way that the cultural perspective is that comes from paintings, you know, men with wings, with bird-like wings, little boys, cupid-looking creatures. Um, the Bible talks about vehicles. It actually, you know, the word used is translated as chariot into English, but the Hebrew rechev actually means something you ride, a vehicle. Uh, the only reason people translate it as chariot is because until the modern age, there was no other vehicle but a chariot. So they had no like, point of reference. They had no way to relate to it. So they just put wings on the depictions, right? Yeah, I think that this was their way of saying they're flying here when it comes to the paintings. You know, they're like, yeah, this, they get here somehow. Let's put wings on them. But in the imagination of the culture, that became the way we think of angels. So in the text, like the prophet Elijah is taken up in a chariot of fire and horses of fire. And there are many, many other instances of these things in the Bible. And I thought, wait a second, that's interesting. And usually people turn these characters in the Bible into aliens. But for me, I was going to respect the text. So I was, okay, wait, so this is not, they're not aliens. This is actually how angels come and go. And that opened up, made the Bible a lot more real to me at least, suddenly the idea that God and his angels could come and, you know, take Israel out of Egypt, give the law, um, and and uh, have all kinds of interactions with the human world, looking into the galaxies, looking through the telescope of Galileo, I was like, wow, this can actually happen. You know, th I can see now that this could be very real. So that was uh, the first connection, was that the UFOs, you know, they they are not a new thing. They have been documented throughout the ages, and the Bible's perspective on them is that they're actually um, what you know we would call angels. Um, Darwin comes, and you know the new scientific age comes, and we're told, "Hey, the universe is a big place of gas and 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 you know stones and rocks and and, and dwarves and exploding galaxies." And we evolved here, and some other people evolved elsewhere, and now they're visiting us. And so the idea of an alien is created for us. But what if, but what if, really, the universe is what the Bible calls the heavens? I mean, that's what the heavens means in the Bible. It, it, the heavens, the word heavens, uh, shamaim, means actually, in the Bible, has three meanings. It can refer to the sky, where the birds fly. So in English, we go, well, it's talking about the sky, let's put the word sky. But it's the word Shaman. Then it refers to the area where the sun, the moon, and the stars are located. Sometimes the word Shaman is referring to that, and that's what we call that universe. And then sometimes it refers to the temple at the heart of time and space where God resides. Mm. So suddenly I was like, wow. So the Bible actually does talk about the universe, it talks about the Pleiadians, a constellation, it talks about. Um, uh, you know, different constellations, uh, for instance, the book of Amos and the book of Job. And I'm like, wow, the Bible really talks about the universe and, and it talks about these vehicles and these beings that come and go. 
So maybe these are not aliens. Maybe this is the nature, the true nature of reality. We are, uh, the earth is ours. These are the hosts of the heavens. And we are the hosts of the earth. And this is not the universe. This is the heavens. Now, what is it exactly? Well, we don't know because we don't even know where we are. I mean, where is the universe? We don't have a larger context. Great. We don't know. Yeah, so, and, and, and you know, a lot of people, you know, when we start having this talk, especially my audience, there's a lot of people that are open-minded on it. But there's a lot of people like, oh, this is blasphemy. They can't be talking like this. You know, aliens are demonic. They're demonic. They're, they're, they're the demons. They're, it's a demonic presence. You know, abductions are demonic. What do you have to say to those people? I guess we could say, and, and there's two parts to this question. There's that, and then heaven. You know, you say it's it's what's galactic, right? It would be, it would make sense. It's the universe. Because I always wondered, how could there be a war in heaven? If it's, heaven is a perfect place. But it makes sense to me if they're talking about it galactically. Yes. Well, even in English word, it's heavens. It's plural because the Hebrew is plural. Because in the Bible, the word refers to the sky, to the universe, and to the temple of the heart of time and space. And that's why it's plural in Hebrew, because it refers to three different things. The first heaven, second heaven, third heaven. And so that's why in English, it's translated as heavens, plural. Um, and uh, the first heaven, the Wright brothers, you know, appears the secret of how to travel in the first heaven with the, the airplane. Then we got into a 1957 with Sputnik, you know, the Russians sent up the yes. first satellite. And that started the space age. So now we were going into the second heaven. And, and perhaps, you know, there, there's this idea of going, and when the angels of God come back, so the idea of war, uh, you know, UFOs crashing or Jesus returning with an armada and the guys that are here putting up a war with him, suddenly it becomes a lot more real. And I think that if it's going to happen in our time, then God is removing the veil and we're not suddenly seeing it in a way that no other generation before us could have. Because we need to see it for what it is, because we're living it. I mean, the UFO phenomenon really kicks off in 1947. And prophetically, the way that, you know, the, the prophecies of the Bible are outlined, it seems that the Middle East and Israel and Jerusalem are very central. And that is the time where Israel becomes a country. Jerusalem uh, becomes a part of the Jewish Commonwealth in 1967. So suddenly we live in the, in the generation where these prophecies could literally occur. And so there's an angelic portion, there's an, there's an angelic dimension. Now, as far as your question about abductions and demons and all of that, well... Now, are all, are, are all, all aliens demonic? Most yeah. people say that they're all, they're all demonic, they're all of them. Right. You're saying that's not true, correct? Yeah, no, exactly. There's two sides. So the, first of all, I'm saying they're not aliens, they're angels. And, and angels are not bird-like creatures, and they're, don't, they're not ghosts. Um, they are in the way that, like the one that rolls the tomb of Jesus and sits on it. Why would the scripture say, and he sat on it? Well, it's emphasizing the fact that he's physical. He sat on the tomb. Angels, you know, uh, slay the army of the Syrians. Uh, well, you could meet one unaware, it says, and, and uh, you should be hospitable, we're told. So you could be entertaining an angel that comes to your house. So definitely, and nowhere does it say in the Bible that angels just take this shape to visit us. It doesn't say that. That's an assumption we've made. So, First of all, we're not in the universe. We're in the heavens and on the earth. These, this is the host of the heavens. We're the host of the earth. And God is in the midst of his creation. And these guys come and go. And, and we call them in English angels. But in the Bible, they have many different names. Angels just is a function they fulfill, which is, means messenger. But that's only one of the functions. In the Bible, they're called the sons of God. They're called the gods of the nations. And they're also called the Malachim, which means the ones that bring a message. So in Greek, it's translated as angelus, angels. 
But that is only one function. So there's this whole armor. Now, what the book of Revelation tells us is that one-third have rebelled against God and have an agenda. And there's they have a leader. We don't know his name. We have, He has different titles. You know, the adversary, Lucifer. Satan, Lucifer. Yeah, you know, these are his titles. And so he, he wants to be worshipped as God. And um, he wants to be the number one uh, principle of the creation. And he saw Adam... I guess as a, as competition because God had made Adam to be His image bearer, mm. to rule and judge and bring His instructions to to the creation. We don't know how vast this thing is. We don't know what's beyond the universe. You know, we know very little. Um, and so Satan decided to take us out. Now, um, when I looked into the modern day UFO phenomenon, once I realized this thing is real. I started to see if there was any good research about it, and I, I discovered that the, that some of the top researchers were Ivy League professors. There was David Jacobs from Temple University, Johnny Mack, head of psychiatry from Harvard, Bud Hopkins, a very prominent artist, um, and and others. Uh, Alan J. Allen Hynek, uh, incredible researcher, and these guys had looked into it deeply, and there was tons of information that was brought out before the digital age, before all the magic that people can create with their cameras. Um, and so it seemed that the UFO phenomenon focused on this weird thing called abductions. And that was the heart of it, actually. So once I researched it, I'm kind of giving you the short version here. Uh, people can watch the documentary. So I interviewed Dr. Jacobs, who was the foremost researcher of abductions. And so people are saying they're getting abducted and hybrids are being created. And that then brought another part of the Bible to life. If the reality of UFOs brought the chariots or vehicles of the angels to life, the hybrids brought this idea of the giants of old, the Nephilim, to life. Suddenly I was reading the book of Genesis, the sons of God, and the, you know, had relations with the daughters of men, and they created Nephilim, or giants in English. And this was 1996, 1997. This is when the research started into the Bible. And I was like, so there wasn't a lot of writings about it for me to consult. This was kind of like this revelation that was coming. And I was like, wait, there was hybrids in the past. So all of these Greek stories that talk about the Titans. And then I started to research it and I realized the Assyrians and Mesopotamians talked about it. There was a lot of oral tradition like from the island of Malta. Here, I'll tell you a story. Um, once I was in Persopolis, and uh, I was looking at the way it was built. It's, it was the ancient capital of the Persian Empire. And, you know, uh, my dad has passed away. He was there with me, and he was an architect. And he said, you know, even today it would be hard for us to erect these pillars. I wonder how they did it. And there was a guy there with his kids, and I could tell from his clothing that he was a villager. And I turned around, you know, jokingly, and I said, sir, how do you think this stuff was put up here? How have they built this stuff? He let go of his kid. He straightened his back. He took my question really seriously. I was like, wow, he's not going to give me an answer. Wow. And he said, well, according to the ancient cuneiform writings, they were champions that lived among them. And these champions were giants. And they are the ones who taught them how to build this. Oh, and wow. I was like, well, he gave you, you know? a direct answer like that. I mean, just, just like that. Like, I was yeah. shocked, you know? Yeah. It, it's especially, I was kind of like basically arrogantly joking with him, like yes, the like, guy, you know. You're gonna notice, yeah. Yeah, I was like, flipping. <laughs> so suddenly, I'm looking at all of this ancient history, like Gilgamesh, you know, the king of Uruk, who you know, whose story we have found now. We found his tomb. They have to go and excavate it, but they have these instruments, electromagnetic instruments. Um, the tomb is exactly where the tale of Gilgamesh says the gods opened the banks of the river Euphrates. And then he was buried under it. I spoke with the with the guy who's doing the dig. 
So suddenly all of these stories that have been classified as myth, the way that UFOs are classified as myth and fiction, suddenly this ancient history that was recorded by all of our ancestors, including the Bible, concerning these hybrids, now I could believe it because these uh, researchers who who had didn't have an agenda and who were you know talking to these abductees who are very normal people i mean doctors lawyers police officers judges ministers um uh, housewives uh, janitors i mean people that uh, from all walks of life but people that we trust with great responsibility suddenly coming out and saying this i mean look at johnny mack head of psychiatry at harvard he decided he was going to debunk the whole abduction phenomenon and then suddenly in 1994 he shocks the academic world publishes a book called Abductions in which he says it's all real. And, you know, he says these people are normal people. They have no reason to just make up some strange story about their lives. And the way they are telling the story matches the way that people tell stories when they tell the truth. He can analyze that. He's the head of psychiatry at Harvard. So he becomes a researcher from then on. If hybrids exist today among us and since then, I mean, this was 19, then the mid 1990s, and this is when 2022. Now I've done tons of research of metabductees. I mean, I've, so I know for sure there's even hybrids that live in, in the city where I live. But the hybrids would be part of the demonic agenda, right? That would be part right. of the Luciferian agenda, right? Right. They're trying exactly. To, they're trying exactly. to mix their genes with, with God gene, right? I mean, is that the best exactly. way to say it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because man was made in the image of God, and these guys want to make creatures in their own image. So once I realized that, that the hybrids of today and old are real, then I had to ask myself, who are these guys? And that's when I realized, ah, the fallen angels. So, so this angelic world divides in two. Now, the majority of the UFOs that are here that we're seeing are the fallen angels, and they are creating hybrids, and it's part of an agenda. It has a plan, a middle beginning. It, it would end. be part of the transhumanism agenda as well, and the transgender, the trans everything would be part of a... Hey, probably going to insult some people, but it seems to me like what we're talking about here, that'd be a demonic agenda. Yeah, I think that's the undertow. Uh, change the nature of reality so that you can reinvent it uh, the way you want it done. Make it an abomination. Make it an abomination and uh, gather the world against the second coming of Christ. That's where it's headed, ultimately. On the way there, you're going to create darkness in the world so that you can redefine reality the way you want it. You're going to present yourself as the saviors of the earth. Eventually, we're told there's a final empire in the Bible prophecy. There are seven empires. The, the seventh one is on the horizon, and perhaps the events that we're witnessing and you're documenting are showing us that it's rising. And they're going to have a leader, kind of like Hitler. You know, there's going to it's like an occult reality with a leader that represents the dark spirituality. And he then, it says in the Bible that he does lying signs and wonders and make fire come from the sky. So maybe he will make an open UFO connection. You know, he'll say, these guys are talking to me, um, and they're going to help us transition to a better world. Because yeah, we that would to... be the Antichrist. That would be the Antichrist. And so the idea of gathering the world against heaven's armies, you know, you'd have to redefine the Lord also as an invading alien in order to uh, fool people. Because why would people go to war against God? doesn't make sense, right? I mean, not believing, rebelling, fine. But going to war against God... Is insanity. So unless your perspective has changed, you know, um, you look at like uh, there's a movie called The Day of the Earth Stood Still. It was released in 1952, I think. Early on, the UFO phenomenon, when people barely knew anything about it and research had just started officially, openly, 
Um, already, these guys were saying, we know why they're here. Well, it was a seed, and I being planted in the culture. It was propaganda. And from the beginning, the idea was that they're here to help us and save us, and they're kind of, you know, the pseudo-Messiah. That's what Antichrist means, instead of the Messiah. So this is the agenda, and at the end, they're going to do the same thing. We're the good guys, and the, these guys coming are the bad guys. Yes, hybrids. So they divide into two. The good guys are on the way, but they're also here because they protect us. Um, you know, the it's important to understand that the bad guys are cornered. That, that, that even though, you know, they have a loud voice in this season of history, but ultimately they're cornered. The Lord has already won. A power has been removed. And that's why you can see it. Everything they're doing right now, even in the deep state, are desperate moves. Yeah. Everything's really desperate. It just seems to me they're forced moves. Right. It's a final attempt to consolidate power, create empire, and try one last time to make a go of it. Um, so, so we'll see, uh, you know, what happens. Why are we in such a crazy story? It's because of who we are. Uh, another thing that has been, you know, changed is our perception of our own identity. We really are the children of the one who has made in the image of God. And we are in a cosmic story of galactic proportions and it involves God and the world of angels and the world of fallen angels, and the world of hybrids. And the reason we're in such a crazy story is because of who we actually are and who we've always been. And so, you know, God has been telling us the story in his word, and, and that's why people who, uh, who publish it and translate the Bible are killed and burned, and the Bible is put in the closet and, turn, and you know, people try to hide it because it has the information that reveals the true nature of reality. So suddenly... The UFO phenomenon and the reality of modern abductions brought to, to life for me, you know, the angels, the hybrids, the story of the Bible, and then there was a, another breakthrough, and that has to, had to do with the gods, um, the gods of the nations. And there was another gentleman who's actually John Peel. He's on the in documentary. One day I, I came to see him, and he said to me, you know, um, I know where the throne of Satan is. And I was like, you know where the throne of Satan is? What, where is it? He said, well, it's <laughs> he said, it's in the city of Pergamum. I'm like, well, how do you know that? He says, it says it right here. And he showed me in, in the book of Revelation, Jesus writes seven letters to seven congregations. And we don't think about it that he actually wrote letters, but because they're tucked away in the book of Revelation. And to the, to the church of Pergamum in Asia Minor, it was Turkey today, he, he points out that the throne of Satan is there. And he, and he says it twice. So I went and started looking into it. This was before the internet, so I had to go to the library. And I was a graduate student at the University of Toronto, so I had access to one of the best libraries in Canada. So I went there and I started to dig in. And I found the writings of an archaeologist, a German engineer. He had dug up this thing in the city of Pergamum, which was the altar of Zeus. And wow. he said in his notes that, you know, if the Christ was actually talking about a real thing, the throne of Satan, this was the closest thing to it. And so I thought, wow, this is interesting. Where did he take it? Well, he took it to Berlin. He took, he got the permission of the Ottoman Empire. He put the pieces on the train. He took it to Berlin. And these occult people, you know, in the early 20th century leading to, to the Nazi movement was huge in, in, in Germany. They petitioned the government to create a museum where they could reassemble the entire altar. Usually in museums, you just put like a pieces of, of the stuff and the rest is in storage. They're like, no, 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 we need to reassemble the altar. Oh, wow. And they got the permission. And even you look at the Museum of Pergamum, uh, I think it's called now the Museum of Berlin. 
it really looks like a temple. It doesn't look like a museum, you know. And there's the gates of Ishtar there, which are the actual gates of the city of Babylon. The actual gates of the city of Babylon is in that museum and the altar of Zeus. And this opened the door to the connection between the gods and the fallen angels. And I was like, wow, were the gods real then? Like, you know, I always thought they were just myth. myth. So I had this program that allowed me to search the uh, the Bible. I could isolate a word, and I, and I isolated the word gods. And I got close to a thousand passages that, you know, the printer spit out. I had no idea that it was going to be like that. And I went through it, and I realized, wow, the Bible talks about these beings as though they are real. It says they're judged. It admonishes them. It tells them to worship God. And so suddenly, all of these stories from the ancient world in Mesopotamia, in Egypt, where the codes of civilization were handed down by the gods to the nations, the way that God handed the codes of law to Moses and to Israel, suddenly I could see, wow, the same way that the story of the Bible handing down knowledge to the Jews and eventually God himself coming among us was real, but so was the writings of these other nations, whether it's, you know, um, the Hinduism or the laws of Hammurabi, um, uh, you know, Islam, where did that come from? So all of these other codes, they were also, the fallen angels were passing down into the human world the matrix of civilization, the very codes that would define reality for people. What is right? What is wrong? Who is God? Where are you going when you die? What are the laws that should govern culture? The, and we're, here, this is how you unite with me. This is how you should build temples with for me. Measurements of temple building was passed down the way that Moses received measurements or Solomon. So the, the same way that God spoke uh, through the prophets of Israel, the fallen angels or presented themselves as gods. False religions and dis- False religion. basically, basically disinformation back then. That's it. That's, that's the root of disinformation, even to this day, because we are in this spiritual tale even right now. And so what's really behind the scenes, what's behind the deepest of all the states, is this angelic reality, which has two sides. So God speaks through the spirit, through his word, through angels, through dreams, or directly in our minds. These guys, they present themselves as gods. They speak through mediums, the channeling of the dead, um, you know, occult spiritual practices of all kinds. That's how they talk, connect to the world. But what they talk about at the foundation level is seriously big information like the codes of reality. This is how you have to see reality. We're going to give you a glass that you put on your eyes and you'll see reality. And that's why in the documentary, I started by saying that all the civilizations attribute their genesis to gods. So that was another piece of the puzzle that fell into place out of the world of myth. The gods came to reality. Their hybrid offsprings came to reality. And now I could follow the story into the 20th century. And I could see the fallen angels were now rebranding themselves as UFOs or modern-day aliens. <sighs> and, and, and they're preparing to rebrand the second coming of God. And I met other people who were thinking about these things, who, who believed the same thing. And I thought, okay, how come we're all receiving the same message? Perhaps I should put this in the documentary and let others like yourself consider it. Um, so the world of angels had slowly become, and there's a whole process, become this weird place of magic where angels are like, you know, feather-like creatures who operate in magic, nothing to do with the universe. 
And then the scientific age, the age of enlightenment, had brought it to our attention, this concept of aliens. So people no longer saw the connection. You had aliens on one side, angels on the other. Uh, and the fallen angels were this, you know, weird concept. That's, God why there's was, this, that's why there's this divide. That's why half my audience says, no, 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 it's demonic. The, the other half is, still believes that they're with wings. And I get it. Yeah, yeah. And then the gods were mythology, the hybrids were mythology. The UFOs were a brand new thing. The angels were all there. So everything was distorted in, in, in the mind. And once I removed the distortion and looked at it from the Bible's point of view, all of these characters fell into place. So all the nations were given to the hands of, of, of the gods or the fallen angels. God chose Israel. And when the Messiah came and the Holy Spirit was given, as the Holy Spirit poured out from Jerusalem into the Roman world, it toppled the age of the gods and brought in the new age that we're in right now, where we talk about only one god. Monotheism brought, was brought in. History moved forward. Reality changed, and the code of God's knowledge began to be given as a gift to all the nations. And now, through it, we have information that prepares us for the age that we living in. And yes, the hybrids and all that stuff—that's demonic. But the good guys also use vehicles, like you see, you know, um, in the chariot that took up Elijah. Um, other passages that talk about these chariots in the Bible are associated with angels. So it's not only the fallen angels that use this stuff, but the good angels too. That's why a battle is possible because they're at par with each other technologically. So the hybrids also help with the abductions, correct? They do. Yes. So, I mean, these, these, these hybrids are taken from human DNA mixed with the demonic, whatever alien DNA Yes, uh, and they create this hybrid, which is you know you look at it and say, well, it's not their fault. They're hybrids. What what are are they ultimately demonic? They're obviously demonic, right? Hybrids. Yeah, yeah, they're demonic, and they're never to have existed. That's why when you look at it in the Bible, they they appear in many places. They're always destroyed. They're destroyed by the flood. They're defeated by Abraham. The children of Israel kill them when they come into the land. Um, you know, Goliath is killed, uh, who's a descendant of the hybrids. Always in the Bible, they're eventually defeated because they were never meant to be part of the creation. They are distorting they are God's image. They're distorting God's image. They're uh, they're that's it. They're abomination. They're tying yeah. the, the houses of the fallen angels are tying into the bloodlines of the human race. Wow! And, and these are modern day hybrids. But if you now follow the ancient hybrids, that takes us into the houses of rulership, the elites. They going back. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. 
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Flare.com. They go back to, they are the children of ancient hybrids. So the, so, so the elites today believe their bloodlines really are the ancient hybrids. Yes, I think so. Hmm. That's part of my new research, Goliath Rising, my next documentary. You know, so, so where does the Nephilim fit into all this? They're the giants, correct? Nephilim is just a Hebrew word for hybrids. That's all it is. That's all it is. So when they say the fallen angels came down and, and, and took women and mated with women, yes. I always thought these fallen angels, angels were giants. Were they giants? Were some of them giants? Some of them not giants? Um, I don't know how that could happen between a giant and a regular human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how that go. makes what happen. Yeah. Well, it seems, first of all, that the children were giants. So we don't know, you know, uh, if the, what the fallen angels are. Um there, I think some of the fallen angels have bodies of light, the way that the angels do. They have gamma ray bodies, you know, uh, the bodies that we will have. That's what I think Jesus, when he transfigured on the mountain, he was showing the next model, like the next prototype of the body. Um, the Beyond that, uh, I have some uh, um, abductees giving me these drawings they made of these beings, and, and they look like they have hands and feet and stuff. They're tall, but they're not, like, gigantic. Um, so I don't know. I don't have enough information about the fallen angels. Now, the mating, how did that work? Is it, was it actual sex? Was it like, you know, more a scientific way of creating kids? We don't know that either. I think it was the, like the Bible says, they actually did have relations. Um, their kids were giants and that must have not been an easy birth, but they did right. come out. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's what that, I mean, so let me jump, let me jump to this real quick. We're going to jump forward a little bit. Uh, and this is a question I wanted to ask you earlier. The, I, I, I've heard that they're planning a fake alien invasion. Okay. In order to bring together in this one world government, that's like the last card they'll play. Uh, and they're going to play it. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? And are we yeah, yeah. in the time of revelations right now? That's yeah. These are good, great questions. Project Bluebeam, I think that's what you're referring to, this, this right. idea that, yeah. Well, it definitely, I can see clearly, like the Masons, they have a saying, at chaos order room, out of chaos comes order. You create a problem, you present yourself a solution. Um, perhaps even the pandemic, it has, you know, things like that. But basically, we're kind of, definitely I can see that there's going to be problems and they're going to present themselves. As social. Now, is that going to be one of the problems, a fake alien invasion? Well, I don't know for sure. Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, but perhaps once we get that close to the second coming, maybe the Lord and his angels, you know, they, they start to appear in orbit. They don't have to fake it. They can just say, look, what's this? And that's when the Antichrist can pull on his connection and say, their good aliens are with me, and, the, and these these are bad aliens. These the good ones have come to help us, you know, into the next uh, cycle of history, and these guys are have come to stop us. And so, he, he in the minds of people, he can reverse reality because it says in the Bible that people who don't have a love for the truth uh, will be given told a lie. And, and it says the you see lie. It now. You see it now. It's plain you see as day. You see it plain now. as day. Yeah. And when watching yeah. these people take everything hook, line, and sinkers blows me away. That's it. So it looks like if you don't have your spiritual radar on, you're susceptible to believing this misinformation. And so these guys are going to have a final misinformation, and that inf- misinformation might just be pointing to the reality of, of God's angels already here. Like it says that the moon will turn into, into blood, and people say, well, that's an eclipse of the moon. But what if there's actually bases on the moon? As these guys arrive, they, you know, they shoot. Yeah. Like, what if it's that literal, right? right? I don't know. You know, I do see, like, for instance, in the documentary, I have a footage of one UFO shooting at another, and the other one's kind of running away. I saw that. Yeah. And that was that footage was criticized, you know, to death when it first came out. It was on a Columbia shuttle. They had cameras on the shuttle, and it was just randomly filming space, and it and it filmed that. And it was a very famous footage when it came out. And I thought that's interesting. And UFO crashes, like Roswell. Why would UFOs crash? Well, if there's a war in the heavens, then it does make sense why UFOs would crash. It's just that the way we've seen Yeah, because UFOs, because you think, oh, they have this advanced technology, they're here to visit, they're just checking out our planet. Why would they how would something mess up so bad to where they would crash? Aren't they how much, how much pilot error can there be? Right? right, right. But if there is a war and then then that that uh that video you showed in your documentary of something shooting at the UFO, that was coming from Earth. Right? Yeah, yeah. One so, was so one obviously there we have weapons here shooting at them. Right. There was two UFOs. One shoots at the other and the other... Oh, the ju- UFOs shot at each other. Yes, the UFOs shot at each other. Wow. So there and you go. That would be the war in the heavens. That's it, right? So now the, we're not used to thinking about the world of angels in this way. Why? Not because we actually know what the world of angels looks like for real, and this information is weird. In the past 2,000 years of, let's say, church history, people haven't really looked into the world of angels in the Bible. It's not a great topic of conversation. And people before us... They just 
couldn't understand these things. So the, so they, they kind of, you know, made it into the image of their civilization. You know, it was magical. It was, this is, the, this is the, the story. This is a long story, but I'll try to make it as short as possible. Basically, um, in the Bible, there, there is, for instance, the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah and God rains fire. And people think, oh, this happened because God imagined it and he saw, you know, fire come from the sky. But in the Bible, God actually orders his angels to go and destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. When we think of technology, it's just God's creation organized according to an understanding of reality. Like the tree is a technology, it provides air. The donkey, the Lord rode, was a technology. The ship that he sat on, you know, and he preached out of the Sea of Galilee, that ship, that boat was a technology. So if you take the Lord and you put him in the heavens, in the midst of his angels, in technology that is far superior to the ships of Galilee or to the donkey that he rode, people get indignation. Oh, how could you do that? Well, I don't know. You're saying he was at the end of Roman whips. He was on the back of a donkey. He was on a little boat in the Sea of Galilee. I'm putting him in something that's far greater than any of that. So it's, you know, he, God, of course, is beyond these things, but he can choose to be in the midst of his creation. So he, yeah, he create, he chose to be in his creation because yes. he could do all things anyway. So he entered the universe. He entered the planet Earth because yes. he chose to, because he can do yes. all things. He's outside of space and time. He can do that. But the angels I'm just running, are not- who's running. I mean, I'm just wondering who's running <laughs> heaven up there when he's down here. I don't know. I'm- yeah, the father. But this is, this is the, the angels are like us. They are not as like God. They are constricted by the laws of physics. They can't just go like this. And so we, when Christianity came out of Israel, um, it entered Greek thought and Greek thought spiritualized it. It just made everything ghostly. You know, like there's a ghostly realm. Angels are ghosts. Jesus is a ghost. Everything right. is right. non-physical. That was Greek influence. Then in the Middle Ages, there was a division between Christians. Some said, oh, let's study the uh, earth and let's catalog science because this is God's creation. And it's one way of actually learning about God. Let's learn about what God has created. Another group of Christians said, no, that's, we shouldn't do that. We should only focus on the soul. And so there was a divide in Christianity. The ones that went in that direction of documenting the world, they kind of laid the foundation of what eventually became science. Then you look at the Age of Enlightenment and people like David Hume, you know, who comes and says, oh, we should only believe in what our eyes can see. And you have atheism and secularism and these ideas that start to come up in the 18th century. The church's reaction is to double down on this unseen realm and say, we don't really care what you guys have to say. We're going to go deeper into this ghostly world that we've inherited from the Greeks and from our from the Middle Ages. And the angels were cast as magical beings of this ghostly world in the imagination. So come the 20th century, God removes the veil and says, no guys, look, my Bible documents the coming and going of angels with these chariots and you're seeing it today and this is where we're headed. Don't be fooled because it won't make sense what's going on. And so suddenly it has, it looks like a shock because we have one view and now we're seeing something that's totally new and we're going, how is this possible that this is the reality of the world of angels? Well, first of all, it's important to understand that our understanding of angels was basically made up. Basically, we didn't have an understanding of angels. Now we're looking deeper into the passages and examining the evidence that we're seeing at the time, at the intersection of history where we're living in, which is the time perhaps of the second coming and the war of angels coming to a head, Armageddon, which is a spiritual battle of, you know, the, the climax of this whole thing. And so we need to understand it. And so God is unveiling things previously hidden to other generations. 
And the same way the UFO phenomenon unlocks. Hence revelations. Hence revelation. And so the book of Revelation is opening up like never before. It's still very mysterious, but it's opening up. Um, and the, so if the UFO phenomenon unlocked for me many passages in the Bible, the Bible then told me what this was. You know, they, they kind of played off each other. And so um, it all came together like a piece of a puzzle that perfectly fit. And I thought, okay, I need to share this with the world. I think I'm onto something here. And so that's how the documentary was. Made. Yeah, it, it's an it's it's an incredible documentary. And one thing that you showed on there that I was like, ah, bingo! I saw this as well. That there are old, you know, I, in Australia, there's a there's a cave dwell there's cave dwellings, and there was a prehistoric uh, depictions of what looks like, and these are millions of years old of what looks like aliens on the on the painting on the walls. Right. And I saw that one depiction that you have on there, a prehistoric depiction of a UFO. So yes. they were seeing these things all the way back since the beginning of time. But yeah. time. So in the Garden of Eden, God speaks in the plural and it's talking about him and his angels. And that's why Eve trusted Satan because he was he, he's part of the world of these guys. We are of the world of God and angels. All of the creation on earth is, and they have been part of our story from the very beginning. They gave us the codes of civilization. We are living in the world that they defined for us. The codes they gave us, including the Bible, defines reality for us to this day. Whether it's the Bhagavad Gita, the Quran, in all of these texts, they came from the two sides of this fence. Let, let me ask you something else here. The, you know, the aliens that they depict, you know, you see them with the big, uh, like, ant-looking faces. They have an oval face with big eyes. Right. Um, do they all look like that, or do, do a lot of them look human? Are they humanoid-looking? Are, are the human humanoid-looking ones angels? Are the ones that look like ants and, like, insects, are those demonic or, or yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. They all well. That's the, I mean, obviously, I don't have you know the precise, but this is what we know so far. The Bible says that you can entertain an angel's unawares, and we see that in the Bible the angels look human. So that's you know one reality. Now people say they they took that shape to interact with us. The Bible doesn't say that; it just presents them that way. And so they could be looking like us. I mean, we're of the world of God and angels. The uh, ones that you're talking about with the big eyes, I have some great drawings that Dr. Isaac given me in the documentary that they have different names in the world of modern uh, ufology. They're insecticides, lizardians, and they are definitely demonic. Uh, they're fallen angels. So if you actually want to see a fallen angel, that's one. And they do the mind scans. There's actually a great uh, footage on YouTube where Dr. Johnny Mack from Harvard, he goes to Zimbabwe where this uh, these kids in a private school in Africa are in the courtyard and they run into the school screaming their heads off. And the teachers are like, what's going on? They're like, there's these creatures just appeared. And then he goes to interview them and it's real. They have a UFO sighting in that school and these creatures come and that's what the kids describe. What do you just describe? So these guys are the bad guys. Now, are any of the good guys look that, like that? I don't know, but I know for sure that these are the bad guys. And so this is one brand of the fallen angels, one type of the fallen angels. What do the other fallen angels look like? I don't know. I think the top of the line, the leaders of the fallen angels, I think they have bodies of light, um, like the angels of God. Um, uh, but this is as far as we know. Now, the hybrids, they look like us. They, they go through a process of making sure they do. 
That's interesting. You I was going to ask you that. Why Why do they want to look like us? Is it because they want to corrode the, the God gene? Is it because they want to deceive? Yeah, that's a great question. We, everyone has been struggling with that question for decades now. So definitely the abduction phenomenon has changed. The, re, the recent research is no longer about the creation of hybrids. The recent research is about the infiltration of hybrids among us. They have homes. They live in subdivisions. They, they live together. So they're they're walking people. among us. They're walking among us. Abductees, when they're put under neurological control, they're told that to help them get social security numbers, um, driver's licenses. That's a big thing, especially in the States where you need a card. Let help them learn, teach them how to drive. So it's about infiltration. Now, why are they infiltrating? That's where we are now in the research. Well, what is their why mission? are they infiltrating and are they soulless? Uh, yeah, are they soulless? How smart are they really? You know, they're telepathic, so they suck out a lot of information out of the abductees. They ask about all aspects of life, what's dance, what's philosophy, what's religion, uh, you know, what's music. They sometimes accompany them to work so that they can see them work. So they're learning to be human. Now, to what end? Are they part of an army? Are they going to infiltrate the culture and change it culturally, politically, whatever? How smart are they? I think this is my personal opinion, that the, that the Dark Angels, you know, they have their own agenda. doesn't mean it's ever going to actually come to pass. Their agenda, I think, is to replace the human race with a race of hybrids, devotees, abductees that like them, you know, that some abductees like it, people who worship them and who reject God and say, you know, whatever vision of reality you're giving us, we want that. And slowly, slowly kind of get rid of the people that are actually against all of this. I think that is their ultimate goal, is to replace the human race with an entirely new race, with the fallen angels at the helm, with their children and their bloodlines, controlling the houses of government, and and exporting their revolution into the heavens. But God's prophecies tell us that reality will shape out in a different way, and we see that over and over again, God's word prevails over these designs. So do they have. do they accomplish their goal to an extent? And then when they say the second coming of Jesus will be coming through the clouds, are we essentially talking about a UFO? Yeah, definitely. The clouds, I mean, a huge mothership or something? I mean, something like that. Something like that. So in the Bible. People say, no, 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 it's going to be Jesus in the flesh with the, 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 the nail prints. Oh, no, that's out. true. He will be. But he doesn't come riding a white horse. Or he doesn't just appear in a toga out of a dimensional gate that opens with these guys that stand in midair. Um, because in the Bible, like in Psalm 68, it talks about the um, vehicles of the angels or the chariots of God. Rechev Elohim. It says the chariots of God. Like in Isaiah 66, um, I got to read this. Uh, it's only one verse, but it really answers your question, I think. Okay. Uh, so it's worth it. Uh, let me just bring it up. Isaiah. Okay, 66. So Isaiah 66, verse 15, it says, um, oh, that's 62, sorry. I, okay, Isaiah 66, okay, here we go. Um, it says, for behold, the Lord will come in fire and his chariots like the whirlwind to render his anger and fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. For by fire will the Lord enter into judgment, by his sword with all flesh. So this idea that God comes with his chariots. Now, what's the Hebrew word here? 
it's the word Merkeva, which is the word that is, it's what Ezekiel saw. Ezekiel saw a vision of this thing. And so it looks like it has a crystal like expanse. Underneath it, there are four angels that command four wheels. The wheels are vertical and they're, they're, um, intertwined. Imagine a horizontal wheel, wheel and a vertical wheel. That's what Ezekiel is mm. describing. Okay. Then uh, next to each one of these, which means they can road, roll and yeah, go in any direction right, that right, God commands right. it. And next to it, there's these creatures that are awesome. They're like, they're, their description is fantastic. And there's four of them. And above their heads, they carry an expanse upon which is a throne and where God sits. This is the Merkava. This is the chariot of God. The angels, their chariots in the Bible are called Rekev, not Merkava. It's from the same word, from the same root word, to ride. But they have their ride. And the, and the Bible says, for instance, at Sinai, there was the Rekev Elohim, the chariots of the angels. Then we see that God himself has one. And so he's in the midst of it. His throne is a mobile throne. He can go anywhere he wants. And he's carried. So this is what it's going to look like. And so, yes, it's going to look like what we in our culture would call UFOs. And that's why the bad guys that are here, they can easily turn the Lord into an invading alien force and and possibly, you know, get the kings of the earth. Like it says in Psalm 2, you know, why do the kings of the, uh, of the nations rage against God and against his Messiah? Well, they're going to gather by when they're deceived, thinking they're, you know, defending the world against something. And especially if the Antichrist can call upon you know, the powers that are behind him to come out of the shadows and he can say, look, the good aliens are with me. Trust me. And as you said, people believe it because they don't have a spiritual side to their soul. And so they... Right. They're scientific. They're more... The science is their religion. That's why they can buy into all this. It's been prepared for them. You know, a lot of these right. guys, like you look at like Galileo, Newton, these guys, they were Masons too. I mean, yeah. they're brilliant thinkers, but they were Masons too. And, and there's all kinds but of they don't want to understand. They don't want to accept the concept of God. That's just too out of the question. It's make believe. It's fairy tale. Yeah. Or, this brings or, or, it down or, to where people can understand it. Your right. documentary, honestly, brings it down to where everyone can understand this. Good, good. I'm glad that that's, that's what you got out of it. Um, you know, we released it in 2006 and it went viral. Like it became one of the most watched things on Google video, which was kind of the ancestor of YouTube. Um, and uh, I think millions of people have now watched it over the years. And I just recently put it back up, up on YouTube because I had a change of life and I decided that I was going to continue to talk about these things. But for a while, I'd kind of stopped doing this. Um, the UFOs, angels, gods, hybrids, all of these things are connected in the Bible and they form, you know, the world of angels and fallen angels and their children. And we are of the world of God and angels. And the Bible's historical and prophetic writings tell us where we came from, where we're going, what's going on today, and how it's going to end. And and this reality of the UFOs we're seeing around us, where is this all going? It's essentially going to go to the second coming and the battle of Armageddon. That's where this, it's like a soup. You know, you got the potatoes and the meat and stuff, and it's... It's cooking, and then finally it's a stew. How, how, one, how far away do you think we are of that? I mean, we're, from, we're in it right now, I would yeah. say. I, you know, this is just me. Don't quote me like, you know, people, I'm not making a prediction of any kind. But if you want my educated opinion, I would say that 100% I'm convinced that it's going to occur in the 21st century. I have n- no doubt that the second coming is going to occur in the 21st century. If, you, if, if someone had to, you know, put a gun to my head and said, spit out some dates, I'd say... Um, 
2047 or 2067 are two dates that I lean. Really? Towards. Yeah. That's still kind of a ways off. So it's going to be, it's going to be a battle until then. Well, there's a lot of things that have to fall into place. Right. There are some great wars prophesied. Then these wars of consequences, the world has to digest that allow, I think the rise of Russia um, and, and Iran and other countries is prophetic and it's, it's leading us to one of the prophecies on my YouTube channel where people can watch the documentary. I just put up a talk on this prophecy and I go into detail into what's happening in these countries and why this could happen. And I'm in my head putting that war at 2029. Wow. Um, and, um, and then that's going to have consequences because God, you know, defeats them. It says, and he'll be glorified. Um, so I think the consequences are going to be twofold. On one hand, there's going to be upheavals in those countries. Governments will change. Um, and people will come to the Lord. I think it will be the final, uh, you know, uh, jihadi movement. That will be the end of them. This will be their final jihad. It's the non-Arab-speaking um, Islamic countries, Turkey, Iran, and huge portions of Russia are Islamic. People don't talk about it, but Chechnya, I mean, huge. Um when the, um, I don't know if uh, you remember this, but a few years ago, these guys in France, um, they killed these uh, cartoonists, uh, Charlie Hebdo. They had printed a I picture. I heard of that, yeah. And the most um, uh, protests in support of those guys and against the French government was in the Russian Federation. It was in Grozny. Uh, close to one million Muslims came out and, and marched uh, in, in favor of the guys the terrorists and against the um, government. So, uh, France. So, the Russian Federation has a huge Islamic connection. Then there's Iran, Turkey, and all these guys. So, this there's going to be change in these countries once they're defeated in this war. There's going to be a spiritual revival in that part of the world as they realize, wow, they're going to be God is going to God was with Israel, and they're going to have a change of mind. And I think the economy is going to suffer between now till the end of the 2020s. I think the economy is going to become more impoverished. As some people are saying, we're in the super cycle between the two great depressions, 1930 and 2030. If this war happens in 2029, I think it will put us into a, a, a period of time where government and big industry are going to be the main employers. And it kind of creates the right atmosphere for totalitarianism. So I think that I see the 2030s, as the time of the rise of the Antichrist. We're going to see him oh. on the stage. And it'll be like Hitler. Like he, you know, it's, it's like a template from the 20th century. There was a Great Depression, then there was the rise of Hitler. And then the, his rule is going to be for seven years, and that's how long the World War II lasted. So going kind of to close yes. to the 19, 2039, 2040, this, this change has happened in the world. And now this guy has come. The 2029 war is digested. This, the upheavals have happened as a result of it. And this guy comes to power. And then his rule might be from 2040 to 2047. Um, but, you know, that's just an idea. And also 1947 is when Israel became a nation. And so it, that's an important year. You have to count from 1947 as well. So that's the 100th Jubilee to 2047 is the 100th Jubilee. So it's 50 is a Jubilee year in the Bible where inheritance returned to people. Aren't we in a Jubilee year in 2022 or 2020, was it? We are right. Yeah, we are in a Shemitah year right now where, okay. yeah, you're not supposed to cultivate the land. It's supposed to be a time of blessing, but also a time of judgment. Uh, so 
uh, we'll see if we get an economic judgment like we had, you know, the Taliban took over Afghanistan, which is kind of when 9-11 happened. You know, there was a guy who wrote a book, The Harbinger, uh, he, uh, yep. jo- uh, um, Jonathan Kahn. He said that was a judgment from God calling America back to himself. But instead of kind of showing humility, America decides to rise and build better and, and, and become stronger and goes to Afghanistan. But economic judgment follows. So 2001, 2008, every seven years. So we are now in the third seven year, 2001 no, 2022. Now we're in the third, seventh year um, of, from there. So there could be economic judgment. The the store in Afghanistan backfired. The Taliban took over three days after America left. And so, you know, that didn't work. There could be an American, a terrorist attack in American. So we'll have to see if we're going to get an economic judgment in the fall of this year. Um, but this would be in harmony with the Shemitah year and things that happen. And if we do get an economic judgment this year and there's a bust, like there's a massive, massive deflationary bust, a crash, that's where quantitative easing and money printing will have to come in at the bottom even more than before. And that unleashes us into an inflationary cycle with interest rates and inflation rising, slowing the economy down. So by the time we get to 2030, that's when a depression can begin, especially if this war happens in 2029 with these powers that have now risen. And this is all me just making up. Don't believe anything yeah, yeah, I'm saying. No, this, is not, this is just me just kind of going off with a bunch of theories. It's an educated opinion from what it's you research. I mean, yeah, that's all it is. So don't don't bank on it or anything. But it's when interesting it's, either yeah. way. Yeah, the documentary, that's a different story. I put a lot of research and prayer and it's all biblically based and all that stuff. But this is just, you know, just me going, oh, okay. Well, I got to tell you, Ali, that what an amazing interview. Thank you so much for this. Uh, my audience yeah. is going to love this. And what's the name of the uh, documentary once more? So the documentary is UFOs, Angels, and Gods. You can watch it on my YouTube channel. If you go to my website, thinkagainproductions.com, you'll see it right there. It's free, but you can come to the bottom of the page and donate if you want. Please do support the work we do. Uh, you can sign up for my newsletter by coming to the bottom of the front page. Just says It says stay informed. Put your email in there. If you double-click on the documentary, it'll take you to my YouTube page. There's also many other videos you can watch. After you've seen the documentary, you can become, you know, uh, subscribe to the YouTube page and support it and share it with friends and family. And both my Facebook and Twitter handle are the same, at UFOs, Angels, Gods, one word with no end. Um, so follow me there. Thank you so much uh, for this Absolutely. opportunity. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and, this was uh, incredible, man. I mean, this this brought a lot of it. It, it kind of made it more believable. Uh, I understand it better now. It makes complete sense to me. It put a lot of the pieces of the puzzle together for me. So, yeah. I mean, this was just an incredible interview. So thinkagainproductions.com, folks. Thinkagainproductions.com. Uh, the documentary is called UFOs, Angels, and Gods, and, I, and it's on YouTube right now. You can go over there and check it out. Uh, and you can donate to his page, thinkagainproductions.com. Holly, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you so much. God thank bless you, you so sir. Much. Let's keep in contact. I'd love to have you on again. Anytime. Have a wonderful day. Cheers. You too. Thank Goodbye. You. Thank you. Bye.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.